Let's go, buddy. Back in the basement. We're back in the basement. We're in person. So good to see you. Good to see you. Feel like we're going back to our roots a little bit with this episode. We're gonna do a little trivia, maybe. And we are. I we think we tease. Have some Papa's Day trivia. Happy Father's Day, Patrick McGann. It's Sunday. We're recording. Oh, appreciate it, man. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there, all the daddy O's. <laughs> right? Dad, dad until we die. Dad until I die. There had to be, like, in the 70s, like, happy daddy-o cards, right? There oh, had to be a thing sure. during the disco era when that was a common turn of phrase. Could you ever take anyone seriously? Hey, daddy-o. If they said that to you? No. Hey, daddy-o. daddy-o. No, I don't think anyone's ever said that to me. What would they say after that? What's the... Hey, daddy-o, all these cool cats and kittens are waiting for you to get in there and jam. What's the word on the street? <laughs> What's the haps? What's the haps? Daddy-o. What is the haps, buddy? Ah, it's good to see you. It's good to be back here in person. Uh, hot week. Been a scorcher. Don't even talk to me about hot, dude. I just landed from Las Vegas. 117 degrees. Uh, okay, that's a lot. Dry what? heat. Dry heat. Let's make that clear. You know how many coats of sunscreen I had? A SPF 5000. <laughs> that's my, uh, that sounds like a name of a it's a band isn't a, it of someone in your in your realm your hip-hop <laughs> spf 5000 <laughs> spf 5000 man it's got no, a new mixtape coming out 117 117 very hot out there um i know everyone's talking about the dry heat right now in your heads those jokes were made anytime i commented on it when i called home oh man um but yeah dude it's uh it was a scorcher out there wasn't outside a lot See, you that's know, nice at least. Just stayed in the uh, at the wind. If it's going to be 117 degrees, there's no better place to be than Las Vegas, Nevada. All right. 117, it's like you, in the morning to beat the heat, you're out there, it's 96. Yeah. 95. But you don't have to go outside. You're like, oh man, it sucks that it's 117 outside. At least my hotel has 34 restaurants. True. Yeah, you don't really need it, but you do crave the outdoors now, Jim. After the the year we've been through and the reconnect with nature, get outside. I crave to the nature of the Las Vegas Strip. Is to that to, where you... to go talk to the birds in the morning, <laughs> and just you know become at one, get into that that lane, that new plane I exist in. Get your Zen, get yeah. your chakra ready. <laughs> Have you started meditating yet? Is that part of New Pat? No, I haven't started meditating, but I did come across a book that I. Uh, I'm going to be getting my hands on. Like a meditation book or just a book in general? You're like, no, I haven't started it's meditating, but the, I'm going to read. It's the, uh, the, I think it's called The Inner Game of Tennis. Ooh, have you heard, heard about, about this? Yeah. You guys heard about this? I've heard about it, yeah. Yeah, so I uh, read a couple things about it, and uh, I think I'm going to get it. All right. What uh, what can you tell me about it? What's the what's the end game of this book? Will you be better at tennis you know, in I've your head? I've been talking to my kids about this too, because they're, they're playing sports now and you know, we're about to get this basketball hoop put in. I just don't want any nonsense of like, Oh, you know, and like how I used to be, I used to, you know, that was like the thing I really wish I could have been better at is just self-control. Sure. And realizing that you're not competing against the opponent. You're not competing against the ref or whoever, anything that's going on around you, you're competing against yourself. Uh, it's the inner game. That's ah, how to love, love yourself better, huh? Yeah. Throw a little tennis pun in there. But there's some Zen stuff in there. Okay. Right? All right. I could see that. That's a solid message to teach yourself and the children. Yeah, I'm like going it. back. Like I used to read uh, Phil Jackson books when he was talking, you know, Sacred Hoops, talking about the strength of the, well, that's like uh, 
the Jungle Book, right? The strength of the pack is the wolf. I think it is. The strength of the wolf is the pack. <laughs> and didn't he, like, didn't all, all that come from, uh, what was the book he read that, uh, I think it was like Zen and the Art of uh, Motorcycle Maintenance or something like that, that kind of, yep. all he did need to do was talk about it, and that book just shot to the top of the charts. That book blew up. I got that book. Never read it. <laughs> Never read it, indeed. <laughs> Tried. I have so many like self-help books that people are like, how is that? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I bought it. That's as far as I got. Never finished it. Mm-mm, never even got to the acknowledgements. Never even got to the first chapter. Yeah, I have a hard time uh, with that, you know, that motivational stuff, but I'm trying to get better at it. Come up with more of a, you know. It's not a bad thing, right? To work on yourself, to figure some things out. Live with purpose. <laughs> it's part of it. I know. Who knew? We're going to have cat posters down here soon, aren't we? Because everything else, everything else is falling apart around us, right? It's the so Tribune. Funny. I don't know if you guys, you know, for our Chicagoans, the Chicago Brims out there, the Tribune, it's just, it's, it's over. Everybody's leaving the, the Trib. What's happening? They got bought out. Ah. And, and it's, uh, you know, this big corporate um, situation where they're going to strip down all the assets and sell it off. And this is what they do. That's their business model. Oh, that's a nice business model. Take over newspapers and strip them down. Oh, I wonder if they hand everyone a pamphlet when they come in and tell this is what we do. You're going to be looking for work soon. But maybe it's over for newspapers anyway. I think it probably is, right? I think they have to evolve. Yeah, but it's uh, it's sad, right? It is sad. I think, there, but there needs to be an evolution. Like, is anyone doing it well? Is there a next step? Is there someone who's had, you know, who's made the shift and made it like profitable to do this via the web? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. The local papers are doing good, though. That's nice to hear. Yeah. I heard you talking to the local editor-in-chief on a uh, radio program not too long ago. Oh, on the Beverly Review. You and Kyle were talking the Beverly Review on WGN Radio. Yeah. That, Look at he, you keeping it alive single-handedly. <laughs> you just by yourself in a radio booth, Ben Anderson producing, and just, we got to get the signal out there. Talk about the local papers. <laughs> yeah, that's important, right? I agree. To the community. I couldn't agree more. I've been uh, several locales recently, much like yourself. I uh, I did Memphis. I missed all of the nice days here in Chicago. It, I w- it was 90 when I was here. Then I went to Memphis where it continued to be in the 90s. And then I came back here for the 90s. And now I go to Dallas tomorrow for 100 degrees. I feel like, you know in the Mario games where every time he turns around, the sun just keeps getting closer and trying to kill him? That's how I've felt over the past 10 days. The sun never sets when you're Jim Flanagan. It just keeps trying to murder me. You're just lying too close to the sun. You're That's heating it. up. Your boy's Icarus over here. You're back out about there. about to give me some sunburn. I, know, I love it, dude. It's yeah. been fun. How was Memphis? Memphis was great, man. It's an awesome city. That is... Uh, as a place where I could spend some time. I really, uh, I like the people there. I like, they have a nice little arts community. Um, oh, did you spend some time in the arts community? <laughs> did. What were you doing? I was trying to find open mics. <laughs> I was trying to find some stage time when you're out traveling during the week, and it's not easy to find. So I uh, I stumbled into one and uh, watched some bands for a little bit, and I was like, no, I'm not going to tell jokes here. No. Did yeah. They didn't have any comedy or any no, spoken but, word stuff? No, but they're like, you can. I was like, I'll pass. Oh, come on. So, that's fine. So no. Beale Street was going off? Uh, Beale Street was cool. Yeah, I've only it was only the second time I've ever been there. I didn't spend a lot of time on Beale Street, but uh, there's yeah, it's a cool community. There is like a, uh, so where the uh, Wildcats used to play. No, that's not, is that right? The Memphis in, Tigers? Thank you, where the Memphis Tigers used to play, where Derrick Rose used to play. Uh, the stadium is a big pyramid. 
Are you familiar with this? Yes, I've seen it. Yeah. Well, they now have a new stadium. And so the old stadium pyramid is now a Bass Pro Shop. No kidding. Oh, they have a really? gigantic Bass Pro Shop. And there's like a restaurant in the top of the pyramid. And it's just like, but just what a repurposing of like this. This is the former it's basketball stadium. Too, right? Yeah. Is it FedEx? Yeah. It's a huge, yeah, huge FedEx hub. And um, yeah, mm-hmm. and the Grizzlies are there now. I mean, obviously, so there's a lot more sport and stuff happening in Memphis. But I just love that they turned the old Memphis Tigers around. Like Derek Rose used to play there. Now there's a guy buying a fishing pole. <laughs> now it's a Bass Pro Shops. <laughs> Have you ever been to a Bass Pro Shops? I have been to a, We tried to go to the restaurant, but it wasn't open during the day because it's a classy type of Bass Pro Shop restaurant. So you can't just eat lunch there. It's a dinner only. Oh, really? When they shut down? <laughs> yeah. The employees just, <laughs> just put the aprons on, head up the escalator. Is that weird to you? It's time to cook. <laughs> Stop folding the clothes. Put down that Yeti. We, use the, we catch the bass and then we cook it. Yeah, we do, do everything cook, here. Do they cook fish? Do they, I couldn't find have, out. Right? I couldn't. I couldn't get to the restaurant at the top of the Bass Pyramid because they got the aquariums everywhere. <laughs> Tanks. <laughs> it's like a field trip. You yeah, take a kid it's there. like a Red Lobster. It's like no one bought that goldfish. Let's uh, let's cook it up for Jim. I don't know how those places make money. How are they profitable? To spend that much to be open and have that much merch on the floor, it's crazy, right? I think so, especially in a place of that size. But that's why they're moving into the restaurant space. Is it weird to you when like stores also just branch off into other shit that they're not experts in? Yes. Like Abt Electro, there's like a huge electronic store here that everyone raves about, like in the northern suburbs. And people are like, the restaurant too, one of the best I've ever been to. It's like the, the place you buy GPS systems, really? They're a Michelin starred restaurant as well? Yeah. Do you really need to, like when you go to Ikea, people <laughs> are like with the meatballs, like just stop. Do not. I never heard that about Apto. Yeah, they've got know. a really great restaurant. Supposedly, I don't know. They have the appetizers. <laughs> Get them. I'd be more apt to go to a restaurant <laughs> than eat next to these flat screens. <laughs> I always thought that was ABT for so long. I think it is. No, it's apt. Okay. Only one. I think that's their name. All right, that'll that'll do. Um. So, yeah, super hot in Vegas, man. The shows were great. We did four. I had a uh, very Wando, close to Wando. Oh, I can't wait. No, there's no Wando. Who are we really. name dropping? I was going to name drop. I'm going to still name drop him, but didn't meet him, didn't even see him. But he was supposed to be there last night, Bobby Flay. Bobby Flay. And I wanted to, I didn't want to beat Bobby Flay. You wanted- I wanted to meet Bobby Flay. <laughs> Bobby Flay. It could have been your new TV show. It's like, dude, I watch you all. I mean, I, I, I used to really actually thought the guy was like, eh, could never watched him. Yeah. You know, it was just a judgmental thing. Sure. And then I read this inner game of tennis, Jim, and I realized that I was competing against myself. <laughs> not Bobby, Bobby Flay. Fl- not You're Bobby not trying Flay. to beat Bobby Flay. No. You're trying to beat Pat McGann. I like Bobby. You like Bobby Flay. Bobby elevated all these chefs on that, on that show, beat Bobby yeah. Flay. I like that show. That's a solid show. So I guess uh, he and Sebastian have a relationship. Really? They worked together uh, maybe over the pandemic or oh, something. Very cool. And uh, he just opened a restaurant out in Vegas, and he came to the show last night. Didn't meet him, though. Ah. Didn't see him. I was uh, bummed out. Are there, like, do you know ahead of time normally if there's going to be celebrities there? Do you, like, get, like, a list? 
Or is it no. just kind of make its way around the back sometimes that like Bobby Flay might be here? Yeah, you, sometimes they'll come backstage or you kind of, you you hear about it. There's, sometimes you get a heads up. Um, sometimes you don't even know. Sometimes they come on their own. Yeah. You know? That's true. Is it more likely to meet them before or after the show? Um, Good question. Does it kind of vary? Okay. Yeah, kind of I would think I would prefer the after. I think I want them to have seen me. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think that's obviously the more beneficial of the two is when like they can definitely prefer after. It makes sense. And I think it's after uh, when possible. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times just take off right after the show. Sure. So if there's only one show, a lot of times you do it before. That's great. I had a very different weekend than you comedically. And I need to thank some Brims for coming out to uh, shows last night in Lake Geneva. Um, I did these shows at this bottle shop in Lake Geneva. Very cool venue. Very nice venue. But it wasn't like a... Uh, it, it, we've talked about this room a little bit, you and I personally. It's just, it's a newer comedy room that's been going really well. Some people started booking shows there every couple of weeks during the pandemic, right? Yeah. And it's just they've been filling the room. It's been really nice. Um, not the type of show that, like you're you're brought in to draw for you you know what i mean it's not your job to sell out the room you know um and yeah, it's uh, a running comedy yeah, room that they bring you in for right sure. in like a touristy area so it's not a place where you get a lot of pull anyway like for example thursday i did an awesome show at the uh university club downtown very nice private show right they just bring you in you're doing your thing and you're out uh, so some Brims came out. I get there at this. I want to hear more about that show too. That was really fun. Club. Yeah. That was very fun. Also, but the, 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 so a couple Brims come. Out. I, Harry and I first get to the venue. A friend of mine was doing the show with. Um, get to the venue and right off the bat, um, a, an awesome listener walks up. Her name's Ava. She's like, I "Just want to introduce myself. My husband and I are here for the show. We heard you talking about it. We made the trip up to see the show in in Lake Geneva." Uh, so nice, right? Feeling so good, you know? Yeah. And uh, say thank you. We have a nice talk. And I'm like, great, I'll see you in a little bit. Uh, I continue to walk into the venue, and the lady who runs the show says to me, and those are the two people who bought tickets for the 6 o'clock show. No kidding. I was like, I'm sorry? She was like, those were the two? I'm like, the two? Like, the only two? And she was like, yep, only two for the 6 o'clock show. <laughs> Like what are you so? And Were they outside, like in a holding area? It's it's there. like a wine shop that has a theater behind it, so yeah. they're just kind of hanging out, having a glass of wine outside with some other people who are there. But like, you go from the most elated that like, oh, people came up to see this, and then they're the, the only two. Now it's also the nicest day of the year in a tourist city like Lake Geneva. You know, when you're running shows in the winter, all the locals are going to come because there's nothing to do, right? But when you start running shows there in the heart of the summer, they're all doing what they do. They're renting boats. Their restaurants are open. Like it's packed with people from Illinois mostly who want to come and hang out and be on the water, you know? So yeah, for a day like that up there yeah. is really tough, especially six o'clock. It's not even dark till 10 o'clock lately. And you don't want to be inside, right? When no. you're on a lake, you know? Um, especially at your show. Especially at my show. You don't want that. I mean, <laughs> You could be doing literally anything else, right? But Ava and her husband, they make the trip. They make the trip, which All feels terrible because here's the thing. Like if there's two people at a show like that, that happens, right? At, yeah. at that type of show, you just don't want them to know you specifically. You want them to be random people. You don't want them to be fans and then right. be like, oh, we're the only ones. <laughs> well, that's when you turn on the venue. And you're like, hey, I actually did get people to show up. I got 100% of the audience. They were awesome. Uh, and, and Beth, who runs the show, was great. We just kind of, you know, uh, Ava and her husband stuck around for the 8 o'clock show where there were some more brims who were there. 
Um, and uh, and just a bigger audience in total, oh, and it nice. was a blast. It was well, a great time. Too. There were two shows. That's different. And it turned out awesome. But there was that nervousness at first of like, yeah. so now we're gonna have to do shows just for the two people who listen to me every week talking already, and now they just have to listen by themselves. Would have been like a private podcast. Is what it would have been, just without Pat. Exactly. I love that um, that they made the trip though. And I was just thinking when she introduced herself. I can I would love to see a Brimley introduce themselves with a hot dog. <laughs> with the hot dog Jefferson? If she had if she came at you. I have a hot dog for you because I saw someone um passed away this past week that I think is worth noting. Okay. This guy, uh great actor in a ton of stuff. Not someone's name that might be top of mind, but I'm sure you know his name. Paul Giamatti. No. Okay. He's still alive. He's still alive. Okay, good. I believe. Oh, yeah. I forgot you said someone died. Never mind. I shouldn't be just <laughs> guessing random celebrity names. No, I'll hot dog it for you. Um, Yost Warren. <laughs> That's a fantastic hot dog for Ned Beatty right off the bat. Ah, oh, Ned Beatty did pass away this week. Ned Beatty. Now, this guy, I loved him in everything. Yeah. And great range, right? V- fantastic range. Give me some of your favorite Ned Beatty roles. I loved him in Superman. As, okay. um, you know, Lex Luthor's, like, dim-witted sidekick. Funny. Absolutely. Um, he was great in uh, Deliverance, obviously. Yeah. Weird movie, right? Absolutely. Um, All Ru- the President's Men. Rudy. He's Rudy. The, the dad, right? This dude was in over 160 movies. I mean, he's in so much. And I remember watching Toy Story 3 with the kids. I never had really seen that one. Sure. Um, and then watched it, you know, just a few years ago, first time he, and I remember like, well, who is this voice? He's the voice of the, um, the teddy bear. That's kind of like the runs, the, oh, yeah, the organizer. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's that as well. Oh yeah. He was, uh, this is one of the roles I remember him most for randomly enough. He was, uh, Dan's dad on Roseanne. Was he? I forgot that. He was John Goodman's dad on uh, on Roseanne. Makes sense, right? It's a good fit. It's a good look for it. Yeah, I forgot about that. Here he is in, um, oh yeah, Back to School. I remember he was in that. School, yeah. Uh, also, never saw it. Want to see it though, Network. A lot of people know him from Network. People rave about that movie. Never seen it. Like most movies. I've never seen it. You go back and forth from I tried to be a movie it. guy. I tried I to be a movie guy. It. You go through your... I had a week your phases so pour some out for ned Beatty. man right up our alley also uh, a very famous dad is he not could be is he warren's dad is he warren Beatty's dad <laughs> are they related no are they cousins? around the same age are they ne- are, are they related uncles? check that out i i don't know <laughs> i love it i was trying to come up with a segue because i did some uh i did some trivia <laughs> <laughs> And There's a great no real, and a great first cousin. There's no Isn't he relation. Warren's Warren's first cousin. They are. Oh my God! They are both born the same year. Really? Yeah. 1937. Uh, Ned used to always joke that Warren was his illegitimate uncle. Oh, that Ned's a riot. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me tell you, Ned. Uh, the other hot dog I was going to go with was Ryerson. <laughs> Ned. Ned Ryerson. Ned is not a uh, very common name. Is not. No. Flanders. Yeah, Ned Flanders. Flanders would have been a good one. Is it short for something? Nedrick. 
Ne- no. <laughs> Nedrick the Entertainer. Um, Nedward? Nedward. <laughs> Nedward Scissorhands. Yep, that's actually the original name of the movie. I don't know that Ned is short for something. There's some weird ones, right? There's some that you just don't expect to be uh, a long name for another. Yeah, I like it, though. I mean, I don't like, like I would never name You'd my never kid. name your kid Ned. Uh, it is sometimes uh, short for Benedict. Oh, is that right? Sometimes short for Edward, Edward Mund, Edwin, Edgar, Ned Elko. None of these. These can't be real. But Benedict, which I could see that, or Edward, I guess. Yeah. Well, anyway, I listen, I wanted to, I had some hot dogs for us because it's Father's Day, and I wanted to do some famous dad's trivia for you. And I figured instead of actually coming up with good trivia questions for some of these, it would be easier just to do Hot Dog Jefferson. So I want to kind of uh, go through some famous dads with you. Some of these are te- these are from the entertainment realm. Some of them are TV dads. Some of them are real-life dads. Uh, not unlike Ned and Warren Beatty, who are father and son who were born the same year. Uh, this might be the most famous TV dad of all time. You ready for a Hot Dog Jefferson here? The most famous TV dad of all time? Potentially. Can I take a, a shot at it without the hot dog? You think I need the hot dog? I think it's funnier with the hot dog, but I don't think you need the hot dog. You want this podcast to be funny now? Uh, we should start at some point. Yeah, We're go on ahead. Let's 86. Go. <laughs> Montgomery Hatchet. How did we get through the 85th episode without an 85 Bears oh, wow. reference? Not, not even close to having an 85 yeah. We didn't have a shuffling crew. Here are the 86. Isn't 86 the one you throw away? This is the, well, this is the year they actually won the Super Bowl, right? If we're Ta- being honest. Toss this one. 86 we should still this. celebrate it. That's true. We did still celebrate. Benedict Cumberland. <laughs> Montgomery Hatchet. <laughs> Benedict Cumberland's an actual person. <laughs> Eggs Cumberbund. No. Montgomery Hatchet. Also, uh, Ward Cleaver. Great country career Montgomery Hatchet had. Did he not? Ward Cleaver. Three top tens for Montgomery Hatchet on the AMAs. Uh, Ward Cleaver. Yeah. Were you a fan of the Beeve? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Love that show. It's just, uh, you know, being homesick. That was like on during the day, right? It was one Summers. of the few tolerables to me of the, uh, of the black and white TV shows. Not a lot of black and white shows got my attention. The Munsters. I love that. You yeah. want to talk about a great TV dad. Hugh um, Grandpa Munster. What was um, Patriarch? What was Ward Cleaver's first name? Real name? Hugh Hugh not Hugh Downs. Hugh something wasn't it? Uh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh. Um, I don't know. He was such a you know. Um, hang on, Hugh Beaumont. Hugh Beaumont. Hugh Beaumont. Yeah, Leave It to Beaver was very old school, right? And he would be the dad was very much like honey. Don't talk, you know. Yeah. They, very gender roles, very dads doing, coming home from work and. Super specific. You do, exactly. Everything is done when dad gets home from work. Like, everything's in order. Very 50s. Teaching lessons. Yeah. But there was something modern about the family too, right? That like, they did things that like, I don't know if the parents slept in the same bed or anything, but they like showed a toilet or something on the yeah. show. Like all that crap. Yeah, kind of advanced things so to the edgy. times. They're really edgy indeed. This is a uh, this is a dad who has all his kids singing. Probably the same place you performed at last week. Uh, Goat Leota the Great. What? This is a real person. This is a real person who uh, is famous as a musician himself. This is a real dad. 
whose kids are also musically inclined. It's three names. It's Goat Leota the Great is the hot dog Jefferson I came up with. Billy Ray Cyrus? You got it. (laughs) Goat Leota the Great. Billy Ray Cyrus. What's Cyrus the Great? Uh, It's like a mythical, I don't know. It's what I Googled because I couldn't find out anything that was, I couldn't say Goat Leota Miley. There was no other answer. Yeah, Cyrus would be hard. It was uh, it was that or Goat Leota, the guy from the Warriors. Do you remember he was Cyrus? Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I was thinking Cyrus Thomas, but that's Tyrus. Tyrus Thomas, yeah. The, um, Billy Ray Cyrus, how many kids does he have? He's got at least three who are singers, right? He's got Miley, Noah, and then the new one. I forget that. The third. I don't even know Noah. There's a Noah? I think there's a Noah. Maybe Noah is the new one. I know. I think Noah's the boy. I think he did some acting, and I think there's a new daughter as well who's uh, got a musical career. I'm chasing Miley. She was at the Ryman just a couple nights before we were. She really? was doing uh, free shows for people that were vaccinated oh, in wow. Nashville. And now she's at, um, when I was just in Vegas... She's across the street at Resorts World, new resort opening like tomorrow. It's opening this week, I think. Wow. And she's there. Miley, Celine, Luke Bryan, all this uh, live entertainment coming back to Vegas, man. That's crazy. A lot of stand-up coming through the wind. They got Gaffigan coming in, Nate Bargatze. Man, oh, man. Loading up those lineups. Yep, yep. Meanwhile... I'm at the bottle shop in Lake <laughs> I have to say this real quick because it was super fun. But as this was all happening and the six o'clock show was getting canceled, um, our friend Maggie, who was on the show, goes, I wonder if Pat's going through the same thing right now where he's at. Well, how many people do you think are at his show? I was like, a few more than two, Mags. Thanks for bringing it up. All right. Here, here's That's another not one. lost on me how lucky I am to be. I don't even want to talk about it. No, it was just hilarious. Just like, you think he's going through the same thing? Uh this dad, this might just be, I don't even, uh, I didn't even hot dog this one. This, in my opinion, might just be the greatest TV dad of all time. Uh, the- I think you've prefaced every <laughs> one of these. with, with Including Billy Ray Cyrus, which was weird. This uh, okay. When I think of dads, I think Billy Ray Cyrus. I can't even believe that his I name is famous dad. his dad trivia. But is thing. he not famous for being a dad who forced his kids to do musical things? Why can't you have someone who's like a really a good dad? Like, I didn't say good dads. I said like famous a dad. Dads. Someone like you know, like Bill Cosby, or <laughs> someone who's like America's father. Just a good. Just wants to eat hoagies and do no wrong. Just a gynecologist. Is that weird now that that it was his occupation on the show? Oh man, no one really talks about that. Was he an OB? I don't know the difference. Let's move on. This guy was a judge. And might be the greatest TV dad of of our generation. You're right. I did say that about Dick Van Dyke overall earlier. About Dick Van Dyke? Oh, we haven't even talked about Dick Van Dyke. Can we cut the Dick Van Dyke part, please? Is this You're the, right. I did say that about... Is this the answer, Dick Van Dyke? It is not. It is not. Is Dick Van Dyke the hot dog for Billy Ray Cyrus? <laughs> it is not. The We're not going to do that right now. Um so this is the greatest TV dad of the <laughs> 90s. You say greatest TV dad the one more 90s. time. The 90s. Uh, let me think of a hot dog here. Rivers. Casino? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Rivers sperm. No. Rivers. Run through it. <laughs> um, 
My kids were up, by the way, we're spelling Mississippi. Do you remember when kids like would do, we were all out for dinner and like when they kids go into like spell Mississippi or Pete and repeat all like the, all those games. Oh, and I was just uh, laughing because they can all spell Mississippi. And I was like, how about Illinois? Cause that's where you live. You're never going to Mississippi. <laughs> you were never going to be there. We might see the river once. You don't. You're lucky. Well, kids are so into spelling Mississippi. How do they do it? Do they just say the letters? Do they do a little trick? M I double S I double S I double P I. Do they yeah. do one of them? Yeah, they love it. Do they Nelly it? M I crooked letter, crooked letter. Mississippi is so talked about and never really like sought after. That's true. You use it for spelling. And then we used to rush uh, playing football. One Mississippi, two, two Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> right? All that, a lot of Mississippi use, but you don't really, never like, I'm going there. Well, I want to brag, but I was in Tupelo this week as well because Memphis couldn't contain me. I needed to cross over the border. We went to Oxford. I saw Old Miss. You went back to, you were in uh, Oxford before, right? I was years back. So it was my first time back. And uh, yeah. Nice How far is Tupelo from Memphis? Hour. Did you go not to his house? Bad. We did not go to his house. We did. Um, we also went to New Albany, which is where William Faulkner's from. Really? That's a fun place about small towns like that. Because if there's a famous person from there, like William Faulkner is just on the water tower. Of course he no is. No one get you know, just New Albany. Boom. That's a picture of Faulkner. That's all you need to know about our whole city. Boyhood home of William Faulkner. <laughs> Cotton Fitzsimmons. <laughs> What was the uh, the point of going to Tupelo if you didn't go to Elvis's house? We just had some work there. Just had to see some customers in Tupelo. Oh, so you were bouncing around making calls. You got it. Doing well, look the thing. at you doing the thing. How many how many calls did you have in Mississippi? Trying to get Wi-Fi in the old Mississippi. <laughs> the old man, uh, just two. One in Tupelo, one in Elvis's hometown, one in Faulkner's hometown. That's that's how everything in Mississippi is just judged. What Jim? Did Someone you set famous up? used to live here. No, we're not putting a town hall there. No, we don't need it. <laughs> Bullshit. Jim, did you set appointments tomorrow? Yes, I got one. <laughs> Mississippi. Mississippi, two Mississippi. <laughs> All right, this uh, oof, might be the most famous TV dad <laughs> from a commercial perspective. I didn't even finish the last one. This guy was a joke. Okay, let Who me go back to that this? one. Who edited this? No one. Who edited this podcast and? Made Jim keep saying the number one dad. This this next one. Oh, hold on to your hat because this here's the next the best dad ever. All right, the the best TV dad of the '90s, I would say. He was a judge. He even raised his nephew. That's how how good of a dad he Fresh was. Fresh Prince. Hmm. Um. Seymour Hoffman, fifth third. Seymour Hoffman, Philip, the Honorable Philip, Uncle Banks. Philip. Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil. The Honorable Philip Banks. I forgot. I was blanking on the last Understandable. Name. I didn't watch Fresh Prince a ton. I think you missed out on... But great show. Fantastic show. And Uncle Phil was the best. He would like just... Like Will would get himself into trouble at a pool hall and he'd just walk in and, oh, by the way, I can also win our money back. You know what I mean? He just like had every skill in the world too. He was a badass too, like intimidating. Like he would just walk in and... Yeah. Yeah. Fill the room. Absolutely. Fresh Prince was like, room. that's what he would do. Fresh Prince was, would hit on some notes too, right? Yeah, absolutely. They would pull at your heartstrings sometimes. Race, class, they switched mom out after a season. I mean. They switched oh, the mom out. Oh, they? yeah. Aunt Viv, according to Phil, but obviously Carlton and Hillary and the rest of the gang's mom. 
Yeah, I think it was after season one or two. They just had a big reunion on HBO Max. That's a big thing now. That every everyone's just doing their reunions. This guy uh, loved being a dad so much. He named a billion dollar franchise after his daughter, Wendy's. Yeah, you go. Dave What's Thomas? his name? Dave Thomas. You got it. You got it. This might have been my Dave Thomas. Kind of those commercials. Did that? Did you like him? Didn't really do much for me either way. Where's the beef was so iconic, wasn't it? Yeah, I think Dave Thomas had a heart attack or had a heart issue and ended up donating a ton of money to Duke University. Really? And their medical center, I think, is named after him. Really? I was down there and I was like, what is this? The guy from Wendy's? Like, yeah, he had a it's big amazing. heart issue. They saved his life or something. Oh, my God. Pretty sure. You got the Coach K Basketball Center and the... Dave Thomas Pulmonary Care Unit. Duke has the Dave Thomas Medical Center. <laughs> North Carolina has the Bojangles. <laughs> the Bojangles Cancer Institute. The Popeye's Chicken. Yeah, can you, can you imagine how much he contributed to? I can only imagine how much it had to be. Right, he contributed to both sides of that institution. <laughs> You're welcome. I built the place and brought a lot of the people in. All your medicine comes in, wrapped in foil. <laughs> but they make it fresh, so it takes longer to get there. And there's a salad bar in every, <laughs> in every room. Bar. I've never been a big Wendy's guy. No? No. That's a solid move. You I like, think if you're going fast food, it's probably the best of the fast food burger options, yeah? See, people think that. I'm, I'm never, I've never thought that. No, but how often do you get like the, a fast food burger? It's not on a Pat McGann list. You don't even have a Chipotle app. Yeah, right. Um, no, I'll, I, sometimes I'll get them. Okay. But not, you may, where do you much. go? McDonald's was like yeah, always your my standard. Yeah. Just, it's interesting. I think one quarter pounder with cheese, solid. If you had to put it up against it, a quarter pounder with cheese. Like if you're in a pinch and you need a fast food cheeseburger, I think I'm comfortable with that. That's your move. I guess. I think that's going to be the easiest thing to find. Right. But I'm only saying now in in McDonald's, those, yeah, Burger, Burger King, King Wendy's. Wendy's. Right, the big three. We can't put Taco Bell in here because we're talking burgers. Yeah. So these are the big three. We're not talking, we're, we're not throwing a Culver's in here. So relax, Wisconsin. Yeah, no Culver's, no, nothing. No Zaxby's. No Shake Shack. No Shake Shack. No. We're talking big three. Right. I would say, I mean, Quarter Pounder you can't go wrong with. I'd go Wendy's Big Bacon Classic. Really? I like a good dad story. You know, what are you going to do? <laughs> I don't like bacon on a cheeseburger. Like really? I, I don't hate it, but I, it just, I don't know. I don't go baconator. I'm not a monster. I don't need nine slabs of bacon on there. But I think if I'm, you know, if I'm doing, if I'm doing that, if I'm doing fast food burger, I'll get something with a couple slices of bacon on there. Quarter pound with cheese has uh, the onions are a little bit too. You don't like the big. We used to call them quarter onions because they went on the quarter pounder when I worked there. It was a name we came up with. They cut them a little bit bigger, right? They a do. thicker. They do. I don't mind a, f a few of them, but just, I, I always scrape a couple off. It can be too much for you. You're a plain burger guy, though. I'm surprised you even like that onion residue on there. No, I leave You're a like, couple of onions on there was and here. pickle. And okay. I used to put fries on my McDonald's cheeseburgers. Yeah, that's a solid move. I would never, if I'm going quarter pounder with cheese, let me, I'd never add bacon. I feel like that is a state, like you don't mess with it. They've got like varieties of the quarter pounder with cheese, and you're like, no, just get the quarter pounder with cheese. But if I'm elsewhere, the McJordan had bacon. The McJordan did have bacon, and so did the Beef Wennington. The Beef Wennington. It was one of the greats. What about the Big and Tasty? Big and Tasty did not. 
Hey, speaking of big and tasty, this TV dad um, is famous for, he has a famous daughter who is uh, an actress. You might not even need the hot dog on this one. Uh, he's an actor. He has a famous daughter who is an actor. John Voight? Uh, yes. Cusack Soccer Ball. It is Cusack Soccer Ball. <laughs> Cusack Soccer Ball. Oh. Uh. Whoa, man. That took some work. That is an all-timer on hot dogs. I didn't know where else to go with Voight. John Voight is great in Ray Donovan. He's amazing in Ray Donovan. Makes the show. Yeah. Best part of Ray Donovan. Me too. Sarah has a crush on Ray Donovan. I could see that. He's a badass. He fixes problems. He kills people. Yeah, I don't know what it is that (laughs) she's attracted to. (laughs) Nothing at all. But she likes him. She likes Tony Soprano, too. Mm, Really? Really does. Oh. Oh, power? Yeah, I think she likes that. Murderers? Here I am trying to bring joy to people. You know, put a smile on people's faces. I should be stepping on throats. You really should be. I should be breaking some fucking knuckles. (laughs) I think that's the move for you from here on out. Is that what what people do? I'll break your knuckles. (laughs) That's what these two people would do. Did you ever play the card game Knuckles? Yeah. Wait, the card game Knuckles? Yes. No. Okay, not this is the epitome of stupid, right? We were in high school, freshman high school. Do you remember this game at all? Did this make its way out to Naperville? Well, we did we used You would play points. cards. You'd play cards, and then however many cards you had left, if you lost, those were stacked, right? In in a hard you know, bound together, uh-huh. stack them. I'm trying to describe this so people can visualize. In it. case you guys want to play this at home, sure. If you want to play knuckles with your, with your family. You're not yeah. going to want to. When little you hear, brims, listen up. When you hear where this goes, just kidding, little brims. So if you won, you you take the card, mm-hmm. the, the the cards that were left over, and then you had to keep your elbow on the table, but then you'd slam the knuck the knuckles of the losing player Ugh. with the cards. Ugh. Never got into it, dude. It was just not up my alley, right? But I was at a sleepover freshman year of high school, and it's never a good idea when there's like 20, yeah. 20 kids. No one's like, hey, we should read the Bible. Like <laughs> Someone's like, we should make each other bleed. <laughs> Dude, I remember we went out. Like, you know, I got dropped off at the sleepover, and it was like, you're not going anywhere tonight, right? You guys are staying in the house? I'm like, yeah, talking to my parents, like, we went out, ran the around the moment, na- ran around the neighborhood. We were probably ringing doorbells and running, and you know, trying to get people to chase us, dude. I at one point I was sprinting down the street. It was kind of like Ferris Bueller, <laughs> and it's a car to stop sign, and I run in front of the car, and I look, and it's my parents, <laughs> and they are like, you know, and I'll never forget this because. I'll never forget this because my dad was in the passenger seat, which they must have been having a night, right? Yeah. But for him to not be driving was as shocking for you. I knew I had a chance <laughs> to to not have to go home, right? They didn't probably want me coming home, right? Um. So I think most other nights I probably would have been like, "Get your get ass, ass home. home, yeah, get in this car you right know? now." But ended up continue to sleep over. Knuckles, they were playing Knuckles, and um, one kid got his hand broken. Oh my god! Like blown up, so swollen, and it's kind of like 
insane, right? Yeah. Just seeing it all unfold in front of you. Like, what are we doing? This is. <laughs> this kid. And now, here I am, a parent. You send your kid to a sleepover and he comes home with a broken hand because he's playing Knuckles with some dipshits. <laughs> Wait, you were doing what? So we did this. We called it Bloody Knuckles because we weren't oh. subtle. Um, but we didn't use cards. We used quarters. Did you ever play that version of it? No. So you spin a quarter, right? And then you have to go around and you have to hit the quarter and keep it spinning. And whoever doesn't keep the quarter, you know, whoever the quarter falls down on, you get to shoot the quarter like across the table into their knuckles. So you're just like flicking it like full speed, like to, you know, bust them open. So we just didn't use cards. We used quarters and, or like in eighth grade, someone brought in a silver dollar one time and it was like, you want to, you want to play with the big boys? (laughs) I mean, you, you, you ready to go a quarter this is a silver they stopped making these do you understand that this is twice as much as that jfk that the cool kid brought in a couple weeks ago that half dollar this is the big leagues you know and every every dude we all did it like in just all year your knuckles were just broken open the whole time so dumb right stupid for what reason at all you ever get sacagawead i did not get sacagawead the silver dollar was the limit that's all you could take. Mm-hmm. But you realize looking back, like maybe it's just some people have this rage in them or this like where they're almost like creating a framework. Like, how can I beat the shit out of you? Like, I want to <laughs> I I have to get this out of yeah. me. Like, I want to hurt some people. I need to be the dominant. So yeah. I created this game. Right. It's called Bloody Knuckles. It's great. It's great. We're all going to bleed. Right. And whoever cries the most is the biggest wuss, you know, and then it goes backwards from there. Like, we don't have to be playing this. We could do some other shit. <laughs> we could do anything else with our time. All the the games that uh, you would drift into out of boredom. So much so. How about Truth or Dare? Oh, yeah. And Truth then, or Dare, Spin the Bottle, the, all of those spinoffs. That the, was just so fun because it was like, well, what are we going to do? And no one just wanted to be like. Hey, we're all horny, right? <laughs> so it was just like, hey, you know what we could do? We could just spin a bottle and see what, I mean, anyone just up for that? Like no right. one wanted to own the thoughts, you know? It was just like, let's just get into some mischief. Exactly. I don't want to kiss anyone here. But just like. bottles pointing at both of us. We got to do it. Yeah. You know? Truth or dare was the same thing, right? Yeah. You know? Which eventually evolved into a drinking game. You ever, like as you got older, it was like never have I ever. So now we've got truth or dare, the truth portion at least, involving alcohol as well, which is a great step up. You know what I mean? That's not going to take things any further. Exactly. Oh, I love those. (laughs) Luke the other night was, uh, after dinner, was like, do you want to play truth or dare? To like his cousins and we're, you know, I'm just paying I'm like, how does he know about truth or dare? You know? And, uh. His cousin's like, yeah, yeah, I'll play. And he's like, I dare you to get that fry off the floor. And she's like, I'll do it. Like, I'm, I had to step in like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. We're not daring. We're not. There's no daring. Yeah. Don't do something because someone dared you. Yeah. No, that's not a good precedent to set. And he was ready for it. He concocted the game. And just the kids to, are like, we'll do it. What's fine. We don't care. I'm not a nerd. Oh, that's great. But you don't have to eat that fry you off the floor. You don't have to eat that fry off the floor. Hey, this might just be the best TV dad of all time. This guy, 
Um, I have one more TV dad I want to bring up here, Pat. This is oh wait, guy. is it the best TV dad? I'm not going to say he's the best TV dad. I don't. I'm not a big fan of hyperbole, so I, I'd like <laughs> to bring him up. I, a lot of people would say he's the best. Um, he was the founder and creator of No Ma'am, an organization against women. Uh, Capone King Kong. Capone, Capone Al King Bundy. Kong. You got it. From Married with Children. Do you remember No Ma'am? Like they're dudes meeting in the garage where they just like talk about nudie magazines with like no. they just sit in the garage and be idiots together. Oh, it was so dumb. Who came first, Al Bundy or Homer Simpson? Al, Al Bundy. Do you think that he influenced? Absolutely. Right? right. And you'd think that like Ward Cleaver and Dick Van Dyke and all those people like influenced both of them. Right. It was like the antithesis of that TV dad. Al Bundy doesn't get as much credit. That show doesn't get as much credit. No. As it deserves. And Ed O'Neill has had a run as two amazing TV dads. Yeah. Like reinventing himself with Modern Family, which probably made him a ton more money when you look at, you know, current television, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. That guy, completely set. He's had an unbelievable career. And a lot of it just by being a kind of a meh, whatever dad. Right. Like just, just meh. What a career. Just you're going to be really good at not giving a shit. All right. I can, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, his whole job is yeah. just to be. Eh. Yeah, there's some um, some great TV dads. Obviously, they um, the roles have changed through the years, right? Sure, it's typecasting, and a lot of times they're the idiots and the the goofballs. And uh, I like Mike Heck in the middle. Yeah, he's great. He's a good dad. Absolutely. Uh, I'm trying to think of some good dads from shows growing up. Uh, James Evans. James Evans? Yeah, played by John Amos. Oh, from Good, Good Times? Times? Oh, yeah, that's just before like I started really dialing in. Me too, but I remember him as being like a, a great, you know, like he was the dad who was always teaching them lessons and everything, like a precursor to a Philip Banks, I would say. Oh, yeah, how about uh, Mr. Drummond? Oh, yeah, Philip Drummond was a great one. He took in Lil Oliver. Yeah, was he really, though? I mean, some of these guys are mopes. Fair. I mean, don't <laughs> let your kids sleep over at the Maytag guy's house, you weirdo. Trying to think of like a great family show that we all, and and I and I hate to land on our house, but that's uh, you know Wolfer Brimley's <laughs> calling card. That was his opus, his opus. What do you call it? His magnum opus. His opus day. His Mr. Holland's opus. <laughs> his opus day. His Mr. Holland's opus. Bernie Mac was a pretty solid TV dad, was he not? Yes, on the Bernie, Bernie Mac, Mac show. Good. Yeah, that was a great show. Danny Tanner on Full House. I think I would give him some props as a TV dad. You would? No, Bob Saget. No, that show sucked. It, of course it sucked now, but like you didn't like it then? No. Patrick Duffy on some Step by Step? You were in TGI you're, Friday? You're, you're, just, you're just a few steps behind me. Oh. Like I'm, I'm more like, um, there weren't a lot of dads on those shows though, right? Alan Thicke? Best TV dad ever, I think, was Mrs. Garrett. Facts she of life. was fantastic. She was a great dad. She was. Um, who else? Roseanne was a good dad. Roseanne, John Connor. John Connor's dad was a good. Ned Beatty was a good dad to both John Goodman and Warren. I can't believe John Goodman was not the main attraction of that show. I mean, that's how big Roseanne was. Yeah, she was. Roseanne was huge. She was until she until uh, she grabbed herself singing the national anthem and then boom and spit that <laughs> and was, then. 30 short years later, an empire came crumbling down. She started spiraling <laughs> just out of control from there. All right. I think we're going to wrap it up here, bud. What do you, uh, what do you got going on? 
yeah, I'm going to be in Dallas all this week. Um, but when I get back, I think I'm, uh, I've got some private stuff this week. Uh, next week, I got a couple things. I'm doing a show on Tuesday at the Lincoln Lodge downtown, a cool new venue. On the 29th, uh, show called Spitfire Comedy Show. Oh, nice, dude. And then uh, I'll be in Bolingbrook Friday, July 2nd, doing a little spot out there. So, uh, yeah, check me out. What about you? Where are you headed? I'm going to Indianapolis this weekend. This yeah. is what I want to promo. Come on out to Helium Comedy Club in Indianapolis. Come on, Brims. What? 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 Let's do it. Uh, should be a great week. And uh, I hope, again, everyone had a great Father's Day. Hope everyone has a good couple of days. Stay cool out there. Stay hydrated. I should probably hit this song here, bud. It's about time. So we could uh, bounce. Thanks again to the Brimleys who came out to shows this weekend. And uh, both of them? Soon. Both. Go ahead, name them, Jim. <laughs> Ava what and her they? husband. There were some more. There were some people from Dayton. I can't remember some names here. There were a couple flyers who came out. Uh, yeah, but thanks to what about you, Pat? Did you meet any Brimleys? Oh, no, dude, just I celebrities. Can't even, I can't even talk just, smack. I was just playing around. Like, sorry, I was looking for Bobby Flay. I'm not getting, I'm not hearing the Brims as much as you are out there. Uh, I, I want like someone it. to, someone to hit me with that, and and then hot dog your name. <laughs> I love it. That'll Please be, do that. That'll be great. Uh, we would love for you guys to review the podcast. I don't know if you, if we have any reviews. We didn't check. We're gonna no check next reviews. week. No new reviews right now. Or send us a note, check in. We're sending you all of our love from the home of Hot Dog Jefferson, the All Over the Place podcast. Signing off, I'm Pat McGann. I'm Jim Flanagan. Happy Father's Day, Daddios. <laughs>